Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 14th episode of The Extra Point, presented by Bleacher Fan. We are back. We are now officially past the first game of the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors, the Cavs versus the Celtics. Both both of those t- series are one game in. The NFL Draft Lottery was last night. We're going to get into a lot of things tonight. We're going to get into MLB, NBA. We bring you a packed episode, some segments. Let's rock. Let's start it off with the draft lottery and the Suns winning it last night. Dave, how did you feel to see that the Knicks wound up with the eighth pick, was it? Ninth pick. Ninth pick. Um, I mean, you know, it was it was a, a 90 or 85 to 90% chance we were going to end up in, at nine, but... As a Nick fan, you always, every year, you get that little sliver of hope that you're going to get that frozen envelope again. Um, and it just didn't, doesn't, doesn't ever happen. The Knicks are the only team to be in the lottery twice in NBA history and never move up. So every year, I'm just like, that. one fucking time, NBA. <laughs> one time, give it to me. And every year, my heart gets ripped out. Even when we had the second worst record that we lost on a coin flip, we get we go from two to four. I mean, luckily we it saved us. We would have drafted Okafor or D'Angelo, and and said we got KP, who's the second best player in the draft. So we not totally, but the the principles there, and it's it's annoying that you know every year we're pick. It, it pretty, I, I said it from the beginning of the year, so I can attest to it. It's going to be another Nick year. We're going to win twenty eight to thirty four games. We're going to get the seven to ten pick in the draft because that's what happens every fucking year since like two. Two years since 2000, it's been not like that. Dave, so, where do you where do you think uh, Dolan was during this lottery? He was probably playing with his shitty band, right? Probably. I don't know. Dolan's been kind of MIA for a little bit because <laughs> he didn't even appear at the uh, Fisdale press conference, and that's like his his like senior prom. <laughs> yeah, is the, is the where, coaching <laughs> where he takes <laughs> over. Yeah, <laughs> like, so hey, guys, like, I did something. <laughs> So I saw him put out a quote like the day before the Fisdale co- press conference. I was like, that must be from the conference. Like, how did I miss that? Like, I'm always on top of that. And then come to find out, you know, he's out playing his fucking kazoo in Kansas or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> not not a honestly, big press conference. Honestly, my favorite thing, and I'm a Knicks fan, and my favorite thing about James Dolan is the fact that he he's in a band, bro. Like... What what better explains the situation of a New York Knicks fan than your owner being a fucking shitty bastard who's in a band and puts priority to his life living like a fucking rock star than our team and just drives away. I mean, he's a trust win. fund baby who who like doesn't. He that's his thing. It's his only way of showing himself worth is like creating some band that he just probably pays <laughs> up and coming musicians to stand next to him. And- Bro, he probably. He probably buys out a crowd. He probably pays people to attend those shows. Bro, the last two two like appearances he did in New York City, he got fucking booed off the stage, <laughs> and another another guy got thrown out for screaming about how terrible he was. Like one guy, there's a video of it somewhere. I think I, I may have wrote about it like six months ago when it happened. But the guy just like stands up after he's done playing. He's just like, 
Are you fucking serious with this shit? Like, you call yourself a fucking musician? I just had to sit here and listen to this bullshit? Like, and just goes off. And then eventually the guy gets, like, escorted out of the bar. But, you know, James Dolan's just up there, like, taking it, like, clearly, like, cringing at this guy just destroying his whole, the only thing that means anything to him because the fucking Knicks clearly don't. Holy shit. All right, so how about the Suns getting... <laughs> They got the the number one pick. They won the lottery. I mean, they went. They had a twenty five percent chance to win number one. They got it. Who do you think they take? I mean, Aiton Bagley, Jackson. I've heard has been thrown in the mix. Who's the clear cut number one choice? Is it Doncic for you guys? I I think it's a two man race. I think it's Aiton or Doncic. Um, and I think it would be even less if Doncic was or I mean uh, Aiden wasn't in Arizona although I never like understood that thing like immediately people are like oh Aiden to Phoenix and Mamba Bo Mamba to Dallas because they're from Texas and yeah. Arizona it's like they Aiden. just pair it DeAndre Aiden has lived in Arizona for eight months like let's not act like he's like some native Arizona whiz kid <laughs> like he's from the Bahamas like it's he's not is I digress but I, yeah, I think it's a two-man race. I'd actually probably give the edge to Aiton right now, but if I was the Suns, I, I like I'm a huge Doncic fan. I would I would love to take I would love him on their team. I think he'll, he's going to be a star wherever he goes. Um, I'm actually scared that he got like he's going to be relegated to Atlanta, Sacramento, or Phoenix. Phoenix probably has the most upside out of those three, but I mean, like, talk about like. Talk about a boring top five in the draft. Like Dallas is the only city of real like noteworthiness in basketball yeah, town. Like a big, yeah. Like even Atlanta, I mean, like Atlanta, Atlanta yeah, a terrible I, sports town. And so. they just fought, they they just signed. I mean, they hired Budenholzer today, so that the Bucks did. Bucks oh, the Bucks got Budenholzer. Yeah, they had. So I thought it was Atlanta. That was who the they had. They had, had yeah, they had, had them. Yeah, they had. Yeah, them. I was gonna say. Yeah. What's yeah. her name interviewed there? Becky uh Becky right? Hammonds. Becky Hammond, yeah, she interviewed there, right? That was the one? Wait, yeah. Dave. Dave, yeah, who so was no, it who no was it that they were interviewing yesterday that they were basically saying was a Sherlock going to Sacramento? Was it uh was it Jackson? I don't know. I didn't see anything on Sacramento. I just saw that the clip the Pistons, I believe the Pistons and the or no, the Raptors and the Bucks were competing for Budenholzer. Gotcha. No, yeah, I'm saying in, coach. in terms then, yeah, of... I would have been just fine if the Knicks had taken Budenholzer. Do you guys think There's... Casey gets hired? No. no. Not this year. Casey? This year. I, I think he'll probably take a year off, but he could easily get a job if he wanted to. Yeah. What's open still? Besides Toronto? Or, uh, Orlando? <laughs> higher and back. Orlando. Yeah, Orlando... Uh, and Sacramento, I guess. Yeah, Orlando, Sacramento. Let's go through the other. I mean, would you hire Carlisle could get the boot soon. I think he's like in with Cuban. Like a Cuban loves him. He won him a title. Like I think he's Carlisle's pretty close to on his own terms. Plus, Cuban knows that. Like the thing about how shitty the situation's been for Carlisle, like last like four or five years, yeah, like they haven't has sucked. 
even when Dirk was good like three or four years ago, it's still good three or four years no, ago. He's a, very, he's a very good coach, but I also thought yeah. Casey, I also thought Casey is a good coach. And I think I think he could easily get a job if he wanted to right now, but I think he wants better pickings next year, which he will a better opportunity. I mean, do you year. think do you think somebody will hire Casey over Jackson? Jackson being available? People, people they're clearly not chomping at the uh, bit to sign Jackson. For Jackson. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think Mark Jackson's a good coach. Um, I think he did a lot developmental-wise for some of those players at Golden State. I know Dave has alluded to some of the front o- problems he had with the front office. But, I mean, I would definitely like to sign Mark Jackson as a coach compared to some of these guys. I mean, when it, I think him and Casey are two of the better coaches remaining now. I mean, if not the best coaches that I would like to sign. But, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Mark Jackson doesn't really have much of a pick and authority to have more of a choice i thought he was gonna end up with the bucks when they fired kid um this past year yeah i would actually like that a lot yeah but then, i mean I, I also would take Budenholzer over jackson so i can't totally hate it no that's that's fine that's fine Budenholzer's a very good coach and then he just got a that that uh roster just yeah they, they're so bad on, on paper Schroeder's the so best bad. player yeah <laughs> that, that's a problem player. I went to a game this year and it was Nets Hawks. Like wow, oh. it was a My score. Was to a high school game. I think it was like twenty dollars. But eventually, I got I, we, we <laughs> for like we floor snuck. seats. No, yeah. we were it was like completely like. But we snuck down for the whole fourth quarter and part of the third quarter. Um, we some like the lady just didn't care. The lady that was like guarding the entrance, she was like, "Yeah, come through, come through." I was like, "All right, <laughs> amen." Like this. And then we just stuck down. We just went through aisle to aisle. And before you know it, I'm like eight rows back. And like, it was actually a blast. They're playing like EDM music. Speaking. Everyone's just going off. I mean, they lost. I don't care. I don't like either team. Yeah. But it was just like, it was actually <laughs> they it both was, it was worth it. But like, who are you going to want to see? Like the I young talents, like, like Torian Prince. I, I would I almost went to a Nets Hornets game and it was $2 to sit in the upper deck. <laughs> wow, that's a steal. <laughs> I know. I, was, I like almost down. went. It was literally more of a cost for me to ride the subway to the game than it was for me to get in the game. It's two dollars and seventy five cents to get there on the subway, and it's two dollar ticket. It says it all. Incredible. You could have a ten dollar night. You get one beer. Well, how how are the beers at places like that up here? Our place actually stuff. has really good uh, like amenities. Uh, Especially beer, and they got like a um, I don't know if it's a brewery, but like a they got all types of like fancy ass beers like that, and yeah, in the there, Brooklyn uh, like beer, right by beer I I mean I, I was talking there. more price, but uh, I do love it. yeah, it's like ten bucks a beer. Bro, Dave was Boston. giving you the whole tour. Tom, what the hell? Yeah, I know. Dave's giving me. Th- I gotta go to the Barclays now. Bro, he no, was about to. One of the worst arenas. I ever. know. My brother's he, gone. He hates it. But we we digress. Um, I would take eight and though to get back to the, yeah. the number one. If I had this, if I was the Suns, I would, I would take Aiton. He brings a defensive presence, block shots. I mean, the, some of the centers they've taken are just laughable. Like Dragon Bender, Alex Len, like just wasted picks. Like, let me just, let me just take the pick and waste it on these European soft big men, like making no sense at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got. I mean, they do need a point guard, and I don't know if uh, Doncic is a true point guard. He's kind of like a, can play one, two, or three. Does a little yeah. bit of everything. But uh, they got their they got 
uh, Josh Jackson, who had a rough year but should be better, is like their small forward. They got uh, he, he really came on the second half of the year. He had a couple got, like twenty five, thirty other low key guys. They got Marquise. He did. He did get better. They got Marquise. Chris T.J. Warren's puts up eighteen a game quietly, seventeen, eighteen a game quietly. Brandon Knight. They got Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Knight. Knight. They got um and obviously Devin Booker is lead. their problem is is all defense though. They can score the ball. They just play with no heart. No, they they have no even Devin Booker is just such a poor defender. I mean they don't really pay for deep. I mean. He can get a max contract now if he wanted to, so he doesn't really have to. But if he wants to win, like he says he does, they're going to need defense. And I think Aiton's going to bring a mobile big. I mean, he's a big body, but he can move. I think he'll be able to switch uh, defensively. He can block shots. He's a monster offensively rebounding. I mean, I think, you know, they'll have that guard center combo that they've the center they've been looking for for so many for so many years with these trash European big men. I would take Aiton, but Doncic wouldn't be a bad pick either. But I, I think he'll go to the Kings or something. Yeah, Buns. I, I, I agree with that. Buns, who do you think? What's the best option at one? He's on mute. Buns. Oh, Buns. <laughs> I think probably Luca. <laughs> Just because I think they probably get another uh, guard in there. They see what they can do with like a two guard front there. I mean, that'd be pretty good with uh, him and Booker. I mean, they could also at this point probably trade Booker for quite a bit if they just want to rebuild. If Luca comes in, starts playing real well, becomes one of these rookies that we've seen. Well, rookies that we've seen this year. Um, I think that they could probably sit with him. I mean, if he comes in and performs and get a lot for Booker at this point. So that might not be a bad move if they're looking even further down the road because they're a long ways away from being good again. Yeah, a lot of people, I feel like they say, oh, they're, they're you know, they're a move away or something. They're so close. And I'm like, no, they're really no, not. They're not. They're <laughs> they bad. were dead last they're defensive defensive efficiency. They were dead last and like by a lot. I, I remember the margin between them and the 29th uh, ranked defensive. It was it was a decent amount. And watching those, they give up 120, 130, 150 easy <laughs> every night. Dave, how's uh how's Luca's defense? He's pretty good defender. He's like averaged, right? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely competent on defense. Yeah, right. He's he's decent. I mean, he probably won't make a huge impact there, but he won't won't be a de- deficit like some of these guys who just like Booker's lack of defense drives me crazy. He, I know young guys struggle defensively normally, but it's just an effort problem. Even when you watch Luca's like highlight tape, he looks like the KP version of a point guard. Like he just he's Crossing people up, boom, fadeaway threes from six feet beyond the line, just like turning around before it even goes in and walking away. He's like, he's, gonna, he's like what is he, 6'6"? Six, 6'8". Six? Six, eight. Eight. Six, eight. Ooh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, he's pretty big. Yeah, he's got muscle too. No, he does. He's And he's been playing professionally for four yeah, years now, and he's only 19. That's true, yeah. That's right. He hasn't – he didn't do college. And not in, not yeah. in no scrub. He kind of looks like KP too. Madrid. Yeah. He kind of looks like KP. They're they're friends. They're friends. They're boys. Really? Yeah. I mean, if he wanted to force a, a trade to the Knicks, then you know, Bro, it's fine by me. Yeah, by oh, all means, please. If, if that's how it shakes out, then you know, what are we gonna do? Fuck it up, by not take him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck it up. We, we'd trade KP for him. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing. All right, guys. Our first segment. Real or fake news? And speaking of the NBA draft lottery and NBA draft, 
Is it real or fake news that the number one pick in this NBA draft will win Rookie of the Year? What do you think? Uh, fake news. Um, fake saying, news? I'm saying fake news because I take think the this— field. Yeah. I, well, one, because I take the field. I guess that's what I'm about to say is this draft is is really deep. Um it's probably. I mean, there's there's the top three, but then there's there's six to eight more guys that are really could be really good players, um, even stars. And even you look at someone like Michael Porter, who could drop even all the way to ninth or tenth. Uh, some people are thinking he Wouldn't could you love like, that. Uh, you know, ten. Oh, I'd be in heaven. Nine. <laughs> ten. Ten months ago, this guy was a, a cold stone cold lock for to go number one overall and the national play Gatorade Player of the Year in high school. So. Uh, I think someone like that could come in and be like do what Jason Tatum's doing right now and like really be uh, really be effective offensively like right out of the gate. Um, so like yeah, him and then uh, even someone like uh, I'm, I'm not a Trey Young fan at all, but like someone like him who could come out and have like a crazy like f- uh, rookie year like like a Michael Carter Williams did a few years ago and just like kind of just hit all these crazy shots and kind of get the wow fat those extra votes for like a wow factor or something like that uh same with sexton uh but yeah i just think there's too many options and um the kings and the Suns are really bad so they would have to make improve great improvements on that record yeah mitchell yeah and i just don't see it happening um yeah especially when especially when you're going to phoenix no matter who they draft, they're not. You're not the guy. You're you're yeah, third you're the second best. option. Well, yeah, like you said, second and third option to Devin Booker and Josh. Jackson. Yeah, and yeah. So and then uh, Sacramento, I guess you could be considered a one option. I mean, you have De'Aaron Fox, and then really, who I don't know anyone who's and really Buddy Heald too. Kind of he. Yeah, Buddy. He's got, a good scorer. Got Buddy Heald. They got uh. They got some decent young role players going for. They got Scalabissier. They got uh Justin yeah. Jackson. Maybe they got um Harry Giles. Or yeah. no, is he on? Is he on the Pacers or is he on? No, he's on the he's on the uh, Kings. He's but he's like, Kings, even though no, like Jay, Giles Jackson, like, no, we, I'm, I'm thinking that because we had him go in the mock draft to the Pacers. That's what. That's what. Yeah, I'm ranking. I'm ranking both Doncic and Aiton ahead of all those guys. Oh I, yeah. I, healed could you can make an argument um and fox but yeah i just i i don't think uh i don't think the the number one's got too much competition and too shitty of a situation to uh guarantee to like be a odds-on favorite to win rookie of the year i'm a little offended that no one's mentioned my name when i'm inevitably drafted and no one has even mentioned my name in this conversation so, you guys got to follow all our listeners you guys got to follow along we're not bullshitting here tommy buns has actually declared for the real life nba draft so <laughs> We got it. We'll be we'll be putting out more content about it, but that we're not we're not fucking around. That's real. Oh, Tommy, Tommy, we're gonna be watching on draft night with all of our hats. We're gonna put all thirty hats out and just wait for wait for you to pick up the one that takes you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's gonna be interesting. My life's probably gonna change that day. It's gonna be crazy. I want to do like a, um. I'm gonna go Baker Mayfield. Though. I'm not going to Radio City, although I know I could get Dapper down and go. I am probably just gonna chill, have a nice big get together, live stream it. You know, when I get that call from um, I don't even know who the Suns owner is, but uh, when I get that call, he asked me if I want to go number one. I'm gonna be like, fuck no, Tommy, Take someone else. Tommy, <laughs> what you should do, you know, just giving you a little PR advice. What you should do is 
go play, hit one three pointer. Make sure you make the one shot you hit and just retire. Retire. Retire, retire. Yeah. retire with the best field goal percentage like of all ever time. <laughs> I think you imagine. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> I could keep playing. I could win a ring. But you know what? Screw this. The NBA is not big enough for me. I, I think we live. need to have a pro day. I think we need a pro day for sure. I think we need to have uh, some people come out and check me out. I think uh, once the season's over. Oh, well, I don't really have much time when the season's over. So we well, should probably get on this pretty soon. <laughs> Tommy, just to get back to the point, before we go, though, <laughs> is your is your ankle healed enough to play this year? Ankle's feeling great. I ain't going to go out there and Gordon Hayward, my left leg. No way. I'm going to uh, – be there night in, night out, to perform for these teams. So, all right, the ankle right. is fine. <laughs> Moving to our next one: real or fake news? David Price getting carpal tunnel from playing Fortnite will cause teams to monitor their players playing video games. Is that real or fake news, guys? That's just real, real. news. I got carpal yeah. tunnel too from playing too much Fortnite. That's a real fucking thing. They're all playing it too. Yeah, it's yeah. just. I don't. I don't play it. I don't have an Xbox, but everyone loves it. Everyone plays it. You can get carpal tunnel from texting, typing, yep. whatever it is, with those fingers just going to town. And uh, yeah, teams are gonna. I mean, you got to be wary of everything nowadays. I mean, you Trevor Pow- Bauer with the drone chopping his finger. I mean, oh yeah, his finger. I mean, GPP's I mean, Cesp- I'm pretty sure. Off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Cespedes like doesn't golf anymore because of potential injuries. Like fucks up your swing path. Yeah. So I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it's real yeah. news. They gotta, you gotta monitor, you yeah. gotta monitor people. They're, I, I'm they're sorry, human. just, just you guys mentioning that. How about J.R. Smith going dancing, like on like roller dancing, to clear his mind? Have you? Did you guys? Oh anybody God. else see that? I didn't see this, but I could only fucking imagine. Bro, he I mean, goes ro- like on on days that he's not like doesn't feel good or something. He goes dancing like legit like roller bounce dancing. It's just the it's the most preposterous thing I've ever seen in my life. What about what he said in that interview? Why was it last week? I feel like it was after our last episode where they were like, "How green was that light?" He's like, "Oh, it was green." But not as the green green as the green I'm getting into yeah. tomorrow. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I wrote about that. <laughs> are you kidding? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's like, he's a big time golfer, but let's make no mistake about it. We know we know <laughs> he's he's hitting all types of greens. Yeah, that was absolutely classic. So, yeah, that was yeah. a little that was a little double entendre there. They are. <laughs> but going back to Fortnite, I think it's definitely real news, like you guys have said. You have to, I mean, you're a professional athlete. Anything that's going to hinder or, you know, not kind of fuck you up in securing your job and being the best professional, being the best athlete that you can be, a team kind of has to prohibit it, playing video games. I know there's a a ton of coaches that it'll be a new hire. They'll take out, like, gaming systems from the clubhouses and all that shit just to set a president and a standard. I don't understand why, David Price. I mean, I know you're a pitcher. You're only pitching every five days or so. I don't know why he's just sitting around playing hundreds of hours of Fortnite anyways. You should be looking at film. To me, that's like (laughs) – I'm that's treading – you're treading a fine line there taking shit away from teams. Like you just got to – you're a $200 million guy. You got to pull him in and be like, yo, fucking lock it up. Your fucking hand, your pitching hand, your lifeblood is fucked up because you are, you know – 
trying to kill some dudes off tilted towers every night till 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> You're like arguing with 12 year olds who have had sex with your mom and everyone's mom, apparently. <laughs> All right, hit us with the last one. Oh, man. All right. Real or fake news? J.D. Martinez, after his third year, will opt out. Is it his third year? It's his third year, right? That he has the opt-out option? Opt-out? I thought it was after yeah, two years. third year. Yeah, so, yeah well, so, after, yeah, between, between, third, between third, his second and third year. A, he gets a pay bump if he stays. Like, he goes up, like I think, like three or four million, maybe five even. I feel like the last two years of that deal, because I think it was four years, are, like, super lucrative. Like, he would definitely definitely want to stay and i mean so, they're gonna be good yeah. so i don't know why he wouldn't want to stay so his pay breakdown is 23.75 mil for the first three years so if he opts out so it is after year three so if he opts out okay. in year four and five he's only making 19.35 so i'm gonna go ahead and say it's definitely like real news he's gonna opt out yeah i wrote that article on that so long ago i don't even remember <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fake news. Actually, I mean I'm gonna say fake news. He opts out because they're gonna be they're they're a good young team. Um, I mean the way the market is looking lately, I mean you, people really aren't aren't willing to uh, break the bank unless you're gonna affect the team in multiple ways. Someone like JD, he'll be 33 by then. So I mean he's a great offensive player. He's been tremendous this year over the Red Sox, but. The guy can't field, so that, that takes out the whole National League. So that cuts down half your your market because he yeah. is one of the worst defensive. <laughs> so bad. I've ever seen so in the bad. They had him play center one night, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Why are you?" Ha-? I'm pretty sure he started. Oh no, no, no! He came over and made a catch in center from right field. Oh, yeah, I was but like, say, even right field, like you can't put him in right field. He's so fucking slow. Right field is so big. You have to put him in yeah, left, especially at Fenway. Yeah. But, Literally, that's what they do now. They throw him in left field, but it's like yeah. Yeah. the reason Manny played left field. Yeah, <laughs> like he. It's just Yo, he'll be thirty-three years old. Manny. His defense can only get worse, and the Red Sox but, are going to be are set for the future. What? Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean his defense isn't going to get better when once he's thirty-three. I mean, I and like there people are using analytics like war and things along those lines and when when you use those he's valuable but he's only one dimensional value i mean he's a hitter he's a power hitter and that's what he is he's not going to you know scott bores on a basis he's not going to play scott, you know scott bores going to be like oh i could get you more than that more than 19.3 yeah how did that work out for scott bores this summer <laughs> yeah that that's my how's thing that, like how's that going to yeah. work out for matt Harvey with yeah. scott bores like that he, uh, <laughs> J.D. Martinez only has to look as far as the mirror. Like, look at what happened to him this summer. Yeah. Like, yeah. he <laughs> probably got told that by Scott Boris. The guy barely made it into spring training and took, a, you know, what, at least $50 million less than he Scott Boris was saying he was going to get him. Like, he he came in looking for 200-plus. Like, he didn't yeah, even come got, close. What did he got, 125? Yeah. So... I think, and like you know, like you guys alluded to, he's he's going to be three or two years older. Um, he's not going to be getting any better at at any of his strengths or weaknesses. So, um, I, and the Red Sox will be good. So, I, I think I think it'll be a a blessing for him to be able to stay. 
So, uh, and you know, he's always one. He grew up a Red Sox fan. So that like, we forget these guys are human. Like yeah. that would mean something to me, you know, like dream, if I, yeah, exactly. I would stay on the Yankees to make 23 instead of 25 in some other city, you know, like it, it means something. And especially when it's like that much money, regardless, like he's not getting 75 million more anytime ever in his career. So he might as well just stay where he's happy on a team that's going to compete for championships for the next decade. That's a good point. And speaking of championships, let's move on over to the NBA. The the Rockets and Golden State series. Let's start off with that. Golden State coming out hot in that first game. James Harden going off with 43 points. It, it was a hell of a game. What do you guys think about that? I think that, honestly, watching that game, Sally, I know you love the Rockets. I, I actually was kind of with you on the whole notion that the Rockets could take down the Warriors, but then something hit me, like, right before that game, and I just thought to myself, this is the Warriors. Like, these motherfuckers are going to pull some shit out their ass. They're going to play, like, that championship team. But the shit that really worries me about the Rockets is the fact that James Harden, yeah, he went off, but it was mainly off of ISO offense. I know that's his main thing, but at the same time, it wore him down to the fact that he only played 35 minutes in that game. Yeah, he scored 41, I'm sorry, but he can't do it all by himself. Dave, you're you're mute. Uh, I saw some stat today that, that James Harden had more dribbles than, like, than Curry and Durant or Durant and Klay Thompson, like two two of the Warriors stars, more dribbles than them by like a wide margin. <laughs> um, and it's just I saw a bunch of headlines about him today. Like, yeah, he can't. He's just dribbling the ball around. He's playing right into the, the Warriors hand. I, I think exactly. I alluded I think I alluded to it last week about how like the Rockets offense is just not really impressive. It's like more of a scheme. They just run. A pick and roll with Chris Paul. If it doesn't work out, if it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, they come back and reset another pick and roll set, and or they kick out to Harden or a wing for a contested three or a ISO uh, an ISO play with Harden. And it's just it's something that it seems so elementary of an offense, and you know it's like kind of like Des Bryant thing. They kill bad teams by fifty, and. You know, I guess clearly a couple nights this year, you know, squeaked it out and played a good game against better teams, um, especially the Warriors, because I think they were what three and one or two and zero oh against them, and uh, with two and one. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just to me, it seemed like so obvious that the that they would struggle offensively against against the Warriors. Um, and you know, granted, it's only one game, and. Yeah. Um, they they had they were doing just fine in the first half, but you know they were hitting contested shots in the first half, and the Warriors kind of have a, a they do come out flat sometimes, and um, but they there's no better you out. yeah there's no better third quarter team in the league than the Warriors, and maybe in NBA history, um, I would love to see the plus minus on their third quarters this year. It's probably in the thousands, literally, um, but it's yeah. And- it's it's even like I said with LeBron when I saw Le, you know when I saw James Harden come out to that piping hot start, yeah, granted he got banged up and came out the game and that really killed the Rockets because after he came out of that game it was just like the Warriors kind of never looked back they they kind of seized the moment but 
it was just when I saw LeBron and when I saw James Harden come out to these hot starts, it just kind of worried me because it's like, all right, get everybody else involved. And then CP3 going 8 of 17. And then he led the team in rebounds. Yeah. Like, where the hell is Clint Capella? You know, yeah, that was, was a problem. Yeah, I, Chris Paul was really the problem for me, though. I mean, watching the game, um, obviously it was a big loss for the Rockets. Definitely a big loss. The series isn't over, but it's a big loss for them. They're an ISO team, but they're not that ISO of a team. Like, James, I have never seen them be so ISO. And James Harden held onto the ball for on 28 occasions for more than 10 seconds. They That's are who terrible. they are, but that doesn't mean that he has to hold the ball that long. That doesn't mean he has to take that many dribbles. Chris Paul, it reminded me a lot of uh, the, Le- the first LeBron Warriors uh, finals, when LeBron was just trying to slow the game down. I saw both LeBron and he would do something at the last second or pass it for to a three point shooter. Oh, that's, that's so what spot it reminds Yeah. That that's on. what it reminded me of. And I feel like they forgot James Harden and Chris Paul forgot who Chris Paul is. Because before, I mean he ended up with twenty three points, but he had like fifteen until like three or four, five minutes left in the game. Those those stats really don't show paint the whole picture. But what does paint a picture for me is that he had three assists. The ball was not in Chris Paul's hands. And for exactly. me, if I'm the Rockets, I want the ball in Chris Paul's hands right exactly. just as much with James Harden, if not more. Because Chris Paul, he can get into the mid-range. He's a he's a better passer than James Harden. He's a better decision maker. Exactly. And he can set things up. If it was either, it was either, it was very predictable. It was as Jones was saying. It was either a drive for a layup, three-point step, uh, step back, or a pass for a Clint Capella dunk. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, but some things to take into account, they missed 14 shots from inside five feet. A lot of that was Tucker and Mute, guys I I really like. I, I mean, they've been great all year. Um, I know Mute was just literally missing layups. Like, I don't... <laughs> and I, he was constantly, yeah. he's constantly on the ground. He's constantly of on the ground. Played a lot. Eric Gordon, you know, although his final numbers aren't bad, he didn't look like he was in a groove at all. He's normally money for them. Ryan Anderson, I think, is an awful matchup. I don't think he should play at all. I just think he's not athletic enough. Um, he only played, they, they only gave him five minutes. Yeah, too. I mean, that, those are just, those were just, I think it was in like the second or first quarter. I didn't really, he's just, defensively, he can't match up with anyone. Um, I like Capella on, I mean, I, I, I said I like Tucker and Mute. I thought they actually did a good job on Durant. Durant was just making every single shot. Like, I thought they were doing all they could, honestly. But perhaps you go with Clint Capella, the taller defender, to maybe get a hand up. Kevin Durant isn't going to play like that every night. I know some people are going to make it seem like he is, and he's an incredible player. He's the second best player in the world, but he's not going to he's not going to shoot that way every single night. He will. Uh, see, I, I don't what, know what they, I, Yeah, go ahead. No, he's not, he's not going to make. He's not going to go every game. He's not going to have six consecutive possessions where he scores on a mid range shot. He's a very no, yeah, great I mean, player. obviously, that's not yeah, going to yeah. happen. But, but that's but, what it was uh, like. It was that was like LeBron game three against Toronto. It was like like you're making every single every I, single fadeaway jump shot. Well, well, also, players, what? Oh, go ahead. No, those uh, players no, are capable of that. But that's more of a rarity than a similarity. I mean, more of a reg- regularity than a com a commonality in regards uh, to. Nice. I think I want to point out where I thought that uh, D'Antoni got out coached by Kerr was. It, they figured out quick, the Warriors did, that the Rockets were going to switch on all screens. And they didn't change that all night. 
So all they were doing for this entire second half is get the ball in Durant's hands five feet past the three-point line, set a screen, and they had Capella. They would switch Capella, Harden, or Nene onto Durant, and Durant's standing there at the top of the three-point line like, okay, yep, give me three seconds and I'm going to score every time on any of these guys. Dave, And, and another, that's what he did. Another way. And Tony never adjusted. And another thing that Kerr did was – he started realizing that if he ran the offense through Draymond, that it would open up, it would create mismatches, like you said, for Durant. And the second that uh, Draymond started running the offense, he he was basically running point guard at one, at one point. Dude, he had nine assists and nine rebounds. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Oh, he only had five points. I'm like, yeah. But he finished tonight with a he plus was minus a plus 19. Like, yeah, he had the second best the game Warriors on the Warriors score. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but you look, from he's the only starter not in double figures. Yeah, yeah, but he guys took care of it. End, but he he doesn't need to score. He's a defender, exactly. rebounder, facilitator. I agree. He's nine, nine, yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't think the Rockets are gonna have as much trouble offensively. I I think we're gonna see more of Chris Paul. I think we're gonna see Tucker and Mute and these guys. Eric Gordon's gonna play better. These guys are gonna play better. But I think to Jones' point, the defense is the problem right now. Not not switching. I mean, Danny's just an awful defensive coach. Uh, coach that's where they need to make it's the changes been. on offense Harden can't hold it as much as Yaz, but i think that he knows that he knows he needs to get guys involved or else it's going to be like lebron in that finals against the warriors but yeah and, and defensively about I, it. yeah i just yeah. defensive clay thompson got so many open three-pointers i was shocked he only made i think he only made five or six, six. out of 11 six for 15 oh six wow six for 15 that's not even he, I mean, some of them were contested, but he must have had like five wide open shots. Yeah, there was there was a couple. He had enough time to read the fucking print on the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like he was standing there for like I'm gonna say two or three seconds, and that's like yeah. an eternity. Yeah, just unacceptable. Def- they, a lot of missed defensive assignments, and um, like an open gym, Clay's hitting 95 out of 100 of those. Like, they don't miss those. Yeah, you see that video the Warriors posted the other day of Curry it was like a four minute video and he just didn't miss once for like four. <laughs> he hit like yeah, yeah, it was insane. yeah, it was like thirty fucking threes yeah. in a row. Like oh my god. Yeah. Then again, just just perspective. I saw uh, went to went last Knicks game I went to a couple months ago. Watching I got there early and uh, watching Lance Thomas. He drained nineteen threes in a row uh, in warmups, like you know in the shoot the team shoot around, and like you don't no one thinks of Lance Thomas who's a a mediocre bench player known more for his defense than offense. Like no one thinks of him as a three point shooter, but this guy in an open gym is shooting 18 in a row, knocking him down, you know? So you can only imagine what a guy like Curry's doing. Exactly. Oh, he probably doesn't miss for like 50. Yeah. Years. I mean, literally like 95 out of a hundred. Yeah. Although right. the greatest shooter of all time is not Curry. It's, it's a man by the name of Dave Hopla, who is called the known as the shot doctor. But uh, he he taught Kobe, Ray Allen, all the Peja, all the big guys in the league. Uh, and I used to, I he would come to camps I was at, and he would he would take like you know eight nine hundred shots in a day, miss one maybe. <laughs> and, like he would take probably like fifty to hundred thousand shots in a summer and miss like two hundred. Jesus, it was just insane. Was he um, not, did he not play in the league? He I think he played one year and then got hurt. Um, but I know he's like widely, he's a Bleacher fan, actually Bleacher fan faithful. He, uh, he follows us on Twitter. Um, jeez. So yeah, but he, he's a shooting <laughs> doctor. I'm about to get my <laughs> shot fixed then. Yeah. 
Look him up on YouTube. It's like it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The they, just released, they just released the finalists for Coach of the Year, and the list says Brad Stevens, Quinn Snyder, and Dwayne Casey. But in parentheses, it just says unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. that's so fucked up. All right, so that's what's good. our what's our prediction for tonight's game? Everybody, to score, and who wins? Uh, I'm going to go Warriors in a closer matchup. I'm going to say 1-18-1-12. Buns. I think the Rockets win in a close game as well. I'm going to stick with the one twelve from Dave, but I'm going to go one fourteen one twelve Rockets. Sully. I'm going to go Rockets 117 to 111. Similar scores. And just one last point. You will not beat, I said this and I wrote about this, the Warriors only turned it over nine times. The ninth time is like in the last minutes. They really turned it over eight times for the game where it mattered. You're not going to beat the Warriors if they turn it over that few. They were the third highest, the fifth highest turnover per game team. Obviously, it's going to come down a little bit when they're more dialed in. But you got to turn them over. That's, that's, they got to be more chaotic on defense. They need to get in the passing lanes. That's... If they if they turn it over nine times a game, this will be in a four or five game series. Gotcha. I'm gonna go one twelve Rockets Warriors one oh nine. I think we're gonna see a heavy dose of CP three tonight. D'Antoni. Yeah, we're gonna see a heavy dose of CP three, and I think they're gonna come out with that win. Speaking of win, the Celtics going up two zero on the Cavaliers last night. Tommy Buns, this is your team. What's going on right now? I'm not going to bury LeBron yet, but I'm getting the shovel out of the shed. I'll tell you that. I am pumped at how the Celtics have been playing. I mean, it's good that they won at home because going into Cleveland, you got to figure that their Cavs are probably taking one, if not both of these. If they take both of these, I get worried. I get worried because at that point, it's a new series. And luckily, you still have home court, and the Celtics are perfect at home this postseason. So... That's in their favor, but I believe the Cavs are perfect at home as well. No, they they lost one. They lost one, one. That's right. Yeah, that's right. To Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They first didn't. game of the series, I think. Yep, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. So yeah, other than that, since then though, they've been perfect at home since the first game of the playoffs. And I mean, it's it's good to see LeBron dropping forty two and Kevin Love dropping twenty two, and us still beating this team because it just shows you that the Celtics are the better team which we talked before. I mean, I don't think anyone can argue that the Celtics are the better team, but the Cavs have yeah, the better can. player. The Cavs have the one better player Real in reality. That's the only matchup that's not there on the Celtics. You can argue Kevin Love, Al Horford, whatever. That's not equal there that Kevin Love still wins that one. But, I mean, so far this series, it hasn't been the case. And you look, the problem really has been for the Cavs, too, is turnovers, like Sully said, with the Warriors not turning the ball over. I mean, LeBron himself had seven in the first game and six last night. It's, I mean, he's got better care of the ball. I mean, the Celtics are pressuring hell on defense, and he's got no one really. It's on him. So I understand. He tries to give it to his teammates, and they can't do anything with it. He turns the ball over. It's like. Exactly. To to his credit, he's literally doing everything for this team. Oh, he is. Plus, minus. Yeah, go ahead. He does everything but make free throws. That's all. That's that's typical (laughs) LeBron. He hits. does everything but makes free throws. Yeah, he literally. Looks yeah, we start o o for four or something, right? Yeah, o for three, one for four. He sent from the field from the free throw line last night. You are the best basketball player in the world, apparently, and you can't hit fucking free throws. 
all these guys should be perfect from the free throw line. I don't give a shit. That's Bury him, Tom. Dude, fuck that. All of them should be hitting their free throws. God damn if they, I... They all should unless your hands are like the size of my face. Yeah. Then I, then I, I get it. Yeah. Even though I'm pretty good with the small ball, so I take that back when I have the little... <laughs> the little one yeah, you get bro, with the crane, I'm running with that come thing. Come on, bro. So, we, yeah, nah. But I mean, you look too on the Celtics part. They were they had six guys in double figures on nights when they have their six guys in double figures. They're a hard team to beat. It doesn't matter who they're playing. I mean, on nights when that happens, good things are happening. I think um, Stevens has worked it real well. I mean, as much as he can, not so much in the second game. LeBron kind of picked it apart a little bit, but rotating the guys off of him. That on defense is probably the smartest thing because no one gets worn down guarding him. You're, you're rotating three or four guys at a time throughout the I mean, uh, throughout the game. I mean, it's, you gotta go that way. But I mean, then last night, like he picked that apart and dropped 42. So I mean, you're not gonna shut him down like you did in game one. It's not gonna happen every night, but it can happen, and we've seen that. It's like you said, it's the contribution from the entire team when your entire team's plus minus is all plus, <laughs> like. You're gonna win, and and just look at Al Horford yesterday. He scored 15 points, but it's, it's like we said constantly throughout the playoffs. It's like one of the most impactful 15 points. 15, you know, 10, that, and four. I mean, 10 rebounds. Yeah, he's pulled dude. down three offensive, three offensive rebounds. It's like he's doing work on both ends. Yeah, Horford had a really nice game. He's been he stepped up so much this this playoff run. It's oh yeah i mean they could have been out they could have been out in the first round if he doesn't play like oh, this oh yeah exactly he yeah, like what he had a 26 point game in game seven against the bucks i think yeah, yeah. it was like he <laughs> stepped up so big that first series and he hasn't stopped since honestly he's had a couple nights where he scored less than 10 but it's on a night when brown scores 30 how about that so, 30 ass play jr smith on horford and then it wasn't a that was a flagrant too like he was in the yeah. air and he fucking it was pushed two him in the back like yeah, that's. That. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know I was I was surprised that the NBA didn't suspend him for a game, um, because they didn't give him a flagrant two. If they had given him a flagrant two, I would have been like, okay, not. Nah. But I was shocked. I mean, that's talk of the the bullshit that they call on flagrant one these days. I mean, you sneeze twice on somebody and it's a flagrant one now. Yep. They talk uh, excessive contact. Like, first of all, that's should never be a parameter for a uh, flagrant foul. <laughs> And um, there's, to me, there's no such thing as a foul that's too hard if you're going for the ball. Like that doesn't if you if you hit the ball first, there's and you're not like pushing off with the other arm. If he falls into the tenth row because you blocked the ball out of his hands and also got his arms, like welcome to the NBA. You know, yeah, you know, get up. Like that's just, but that's just man. I know it can seem excessive at times, but I'm just tired of seeing like bullshit flagrant ones called. Um, in weird situations, but this was a flagrant too, no doubt about it. There was no in other intention than to injure Al Horford. Um, every NBA player and really anyone who's ever played basketball knows you don't touch someone when they're in the air like that. Um, so I was shocked that he didn't get ejected first, and because he got a flagrant one, I was I was shocked he didn't get suspended for a game today. Um, hell, I mean. Draymond Green didn't do something half that bad, and they suspended him for the finals two years ago for game five. So uh, to see like that, and even JR, someone like it's not like you can even call that a reputation call because JR, his reputation isn't great in that, in that, re- uh, you know, area either. So it, it was just a confusing move by the NBA, and I don't think it followed the precedent that they themselves have set. 
uh, although I disagree with the precedent they have set, I'm I I hate hypocrites more than I hate people that are wrong. So uh, it, it needed to be Jr. didn't get what he deserves, but you know, with the way that that guy's playing. Him being on the court is a help to the fucking Celtics. <laughs> yeah, Jr. has been so bad. Over seven about, last night. How about yeah. Woj just dunking on Jr. today? Oh though? yeah, Woj put him in a fucking coffin. Wait, it I, was. I, you know what that reminded me, me of? Let me. I'm gonna read the quote for so everyone, all the all the listeners yeah. can uh, read yeah, it, I and then I got something for you. Uh, hold on. Let me let me find it. Where is it? I sent it today and to all of you guys. Um. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, uh, this is a this is Woj. Uh, on on Jr. Smith, he can make it sound so sincere, but the con never ends. Jr. was raised in a suburban middle class home with two good parents and access to excellent edu- to an excellent education. He had a tremendous high school coaching mentor in Dan Hurley at St. Benedict's Prep in Newark, New Jersey, and he is has long been taught the difference between right and wrong. Smith always loves to play the part of the tough city kid, but truth be told, he's soft, spoiled, suburban jump shooter. Oh and God. end quote, Adrian. Rest in peace. Rest I in love, peace, uh, Smith. I love the elimination of the 140 character tweet, uh, character limit in tweets, because now we get shit like that. Or is that not a tweet? I don't know. I think that was a quote on his podcast. I'm not 100% sure. That makes more sense. That was long as shit. But still, someone screenshotted it to me on Twitter today and sent it to me. So I was like, oh, okay. That's amazing. You know what that reminds me of? And I'm going to read it to you guys. This is from critically acclaimed rapper Eminem in the movie 8 Mile. There we go. You went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. What's the matter, dog? You embarrassed? This guy's a gangster. His real name is Clarence. And Clarence lives at home with both parents. And Clarence's parents has a real good marriage. That's what it yeah. reminds me of. Like, bro, he's that's Clarence. A, that, yeah, he's that Clarence is, that's from exactly Eight Mile. what, what, what <laughs> yeah. went through my head, too. He's Clarence that. from Eight Mile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, JR. It's true. But I bet, uh, you know, the average NBA fan probably thinks he grew up in some, like, real troubled environment. And it's just not the case. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, Breaking. both parents and both both good to him. What, when do news. the uh, Cavs play next? What is it, Friday or Saturday? What do you got for us, Tommy? Harden, LeBron, and AD, the three finalists for MVP. Okay, I, I, that's, that would probably be my three finalists, too. Yeah. 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 Not bad. Yeah. No grades there. When, Harden? When, when's the next game, though, for the uh, Cavs? Saturday. You know, Saturday. Saturday. It's like a new yeah. series Saturday. at that point. Big, I hate that. Thursday and Friday for both series. Yeah, that's so yeah. stupid. Like the Cavs get they get four days off. Well, they give they give them an extra day because they're giving them a travel day. Oh fuck that! Yeah, they should be Probably. playing Thursday night. They should be playing Thursday night. You get a day off and then. They but should they just do all four games bro, in one day. What? Well, you know why? It's so <laughs> yeah, that's legit. have the whole series you know, in like one an day. Like AAU and shit. Just have the the last whole three, the semifinals all ran short. None of them went longer than five games. So now they're picking up. They have a whole big gap to fill until the middle of June. So, and I bet you there's going to be an additional gap in between the before the finals. Like I bet you it would have been like two days. Now it's going to be like five or six days. Game seven isn't until next uh, Sunday. Think about that. Well, they, what I, I'm I'm betting you there's gonna be a three th- it's gonna be three three and there's gonna be a game seven in Boston. That's what I think is gonna happen. 
I hope they just fucking win in like six or five. I don't I think, like. I, I do not want game seven. Game seven in the series. I I'm okay with to win game three. Your heart might explode if there's a game seven. Dude, if they have to come into Boston after they come back and make this series three three, like if they win three out of the next five, I'm nervous. I'm yeah. absolutely Tom's, nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm shitting. I, as, as we said before, the the, cat, the Celtics are only one and four on the road. I mean, it's it's very possible. They could, they're just not as good. Their role players aren't as good like most teams on the road. So it's very well possible. I'm, I'm very confident they'll win game three, and then I think game four is going to be the big deciding factor, kind of like in the Philly series. And they could lose, right. but the king at home, role players should be better. I mean, it's very possible. It could be 2-2, and then just, and like you said, the home team wins, keeps winning, and then we see a game seven. I mean, the, obviously, the Celtics are a better team. We all know that. They play harder. I mean, they get the loose balls. Marcus Smart is great to watch. He plays a lot of heart. And it's like the Cavs don't even care right now, so they need to up their pairs. Yeah. They want to start yeah, they winning, do. though. Those, those role guys, they don't give a shit. And then... They hate each other. Like, I thought this trade and all that, it, it helped out the chemistry. But these guys hate each other. How many times yesterday did these guys, like, you make a bad play, they're shaking their head, they're rolling their eyes. Like, yo, we're a team. Guys, like, pick each other up. All right, you make they're a just, bad thing, but but we're still in it. Like, our, uh, I was talking to uh, indirectly to our source on uh, who's in the Cavs locker room that we know. And he the word in he was giving off is that or the, the feeling that he was giving off is that Cleveland's kind of like realized that they're not good enough to win like this series. Like they clearly he's figured out that they're not, they don't, yeah. they themselves don't believe that they're good enough to beat this team. And to me, right. that's just like, uh, okay, we're in trouble here. If like, you know, only LeBron is thinking that you have a chance in this series. Oh, Tom so, smile right now. Do you hey, think Tom. Smiles it in? Do you think LeBron's like, Yo, I'm fucking He's probably so pissed. This year anyway. I'm not going to beat the Warriors. Let me get back on social media. Let me get. <laughs> like, I think. I think we're. I think we're going to see LeBron just just do whatever. He, I think we're going to see. We possibly will see like a 45, 50 point performance where he's just like, all right, all right, just, pussies, just give me the just ball. Gives no shits. Yeah, and I'm a. Yeah. I'm a do work tonight. Like you're gonna, right. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, like, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, happen over what is Seventeen rebounds and twelve assists. Sue me. I missed so the that's what he, yeah, that's he's gonna, gonna he's gonna have to do that because when he comes to the negotiation table he's gonna be like look look the team was god awful so you see those fifty points I, I dropped I'm gonna need that max contract and I'm also gonna need twenty percent of the team Mr Gilbert so thank you and thank you otherwise <laughs> I'll be off to Hollywood and I want a statue outside make it yeah. fifty feet. No, it, it's gonna happen. That's a foregone conclusion. LeBron's gonna come out one of these nights. He's gonna. Chuck up 20, 30 shots. He's going to score fucking maybe a thousand points. And the Celtics still might bait him. Like, it's just going to happen. I, I think at this point, you know, a lot of people used to say, oh, LeBron hates Kevin Love. Oh, you should try fitting in instead of standing out that whole tweet fiasco. But it's just Love and LeBron at this point. JR is yeah. at a point where it's like, LeBron might actually have him murdered or might have him shipped back to the Knicks. Like, or not, not even. Maybe send us that to the Nuggets back there. But all I right. Mean, 
it doesn't yeah. help that Jeff Green also only had six points, was minus 17, but Jeff and only Green, took five he's shots. He's been so good for them, but, too. Yeah, like, it that's, doesn't, that's, like, in 28 minutes, you have he'll, six He'll be points. better at home. He, he's been there, he's been, like, aside from Corver, he's been there, like, fourth guy. It's been, like, the big two, obviously, Corver. It's been, like, Corver and Green. Green's been really just one of the steady guys for them all season, which is very surprising out of all the names in that locker room. Corbin's just getting torched on defense, though. Yeah. So, so the 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 three players that they got in exchange for Kyrie Irving, the guy LeBron forced out of town, was three points last night. Three. Two of the guys didn't even play. Yeah. Did Clarkson not play last night? No, he didn't play. DNP coach's decision. I yeah. I don't. If I'm I'm playing Clarkson over Hood, I don't. Yeah, Hood's a problem. Clarkson, Clarkson is a much yeah. better instant. Hood. Clarkson's the type of guy to me. He can go and get a bucket when LeBron's on the bench. He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't always, but he he's very athletic. He can great finisher, shots inconsistent, but he can go and get a butter. Rodney Hood is just. Uh, he's not really good he enough to do anything right now. Guard, he can't shoot. Bitch, and his defense is guard. His, his defense is really bad. At least Clarkson gives guard, you athleticism, bitch. some decent defense, and. The ability to drive and create, like, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, I don't know how you play. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Tom, next game score prediction. Um, I think that the Celtics win a close one by, uh, I'll say three points. I know it's going to be close, um, but I still think the Celtics are going to show up and they're going to shut down everyone except for LeBron. Um, I think it's probably going to be a 109-106 Celtics win. Sully. Then I'll get the shovel and really start digging. Sully. Uh, I think Cleveland wins this one. I think Jeff Green has a much better game. Um, I mean, the Celtics have put up some duds on the road this year, um, especially in the Bucks series. I'm going to say 116-103. to 103. Caps, I think they went. They went it pretty well. Jones, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Sully. I think they come out and make a statement win, um, but I also think they're gonna waste everything they got in the tank on Game Three. Um, I think the series is over in five, but I think Cleveland comes out and wins wins Game Three on a kind of come to Jesus and show us what you got. Um, and they'll win. I'm going to say 109-105. All right. I've been thinking about it. And fuck. I hate to say this. And I'm going to sound so fucking stupid. And it's LeBron. He's at home. You can't bet against LeBron. But I'm going to go Celtics. 110. Cavs 105. They're going to go up 3-0. And that brings us. That brings us. I was just going to say so you and Tom think they're getting swept then? No, no. I don't think they're going to get swept. I think they're going to get... win game four? I think they're going to win game four. I don't see that. I, I think that's. So, how can I you not switch take it? my team in this game? Well, I, I, mean, I don't know what I, it is, man. This is the game you're least likely to win by far. Game yeah, four, I think you have a much better chance. Likely. Yeah, I agree with you there, but I still think that. I think they're going to show up. I think the, this team's a little bit different after that Sixers series. They're confident right now. 
I mean, it's going to be a different Celtics road team than we saw in the first round. And, I mean, they went one and one in round two, so. I mean, the the thing, the whole, my whole reasoning, I get it. Cavs are at home. You would think they're going to win it. And then they go back to Boston. You would think they would lose it. I don't know. I'm thinking a little unconventional right now because nothing about this Celtics playoff run has been conventional. You know what I'm saying? So, that brings us, brings us to today in sports. Sully's favorite segment in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we only have one. There was only one good one this week, but it's a doozy. It's kind of preposterous. Wait, did you say only one? There's only one this week. There uh, was only one good one. Uh, only one good one, but it's a doozy. So in 1869. Oh, my fuck. In 1869, <laughs> on this day, this baseball team played its first game. Mm. And I'll give you I'll give you another hint. This team is named after a color. Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds. Okay. Now, the losing team scored seven points. What do you think the Reds scored? <laughs> 26. Nope. Uh, 31. Nope. 15. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're so far. Sonny, you're the closest. Uh, Dave, go ahead. You got a second try. Why is he got a second try? You're all going to get second tries. Very close, right, but no cigar. Sully. 41. 46. Boom. 41, Sully. Boom. <laughs> 41 to 7. Tom, what's your second guess? <laughs> I think uh, well, Price is right. We'll go forty. Can I buy a we'll vowel? Can I buy a yeah. vowel? Yeah, Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> All right, since Sully says you won, you get to you get something special, man. You get to kick it sure. off with your player of the week for the MLB. Oh, jeez. Were we really supposed to do players of the week this week? JK. Yeah, I, I mean, got, we, I could, we could, we could. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. My player of the week, no one other than the great now shortstop Manny Machado. He is just, he's really just been a constant all year, but uh, batted 329 this week, 11 RBIs, four home runs, eight runs. I mean, he actually propelled them to, I think, four or five wins this week. They had a really good week, Baltimore. They, um, yeah, I mean, he's been doing it all year. Got to show him some love. Some other players did great. Contreras had a great week. Um, what about you guys? So I, I found out that I kind of like uh, jabbing at Sully in this segment. So last week I went with Gliber Torres, <laughs> and this this week I'm going with the <laughs> the Dark Knight himself, Matt Harvey. Ooh! Ow! He got shelled today. Matt, we're not talking about today. It's before today. <laughs> he went. He, he gave up seven hits, three runs, and four innings. But the point is, he left New York and showed he still got that 96-mile-an-hour fastball, and he can paint corners, and he can keep the Reds in a yeah. game, which, which Somehow, is— Somehow, he just his fastball goes from 91 to 96, however the fuck that happens, piece of shit. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, that happens all the time. Six miles yeah, an hour. Five miles he's an hour. He's the fresh just, prince of just a week from a change change of scenery. Go to the Midwest. He, he's the fresh prince of Cincinnati. Yeah, the air's a little thinner out there in the Midwest. Yeah, he's the fresh yeah. prince out there. Come on. Of course. Never <laughs> thought I'd hate him. I hate Tom. him. <laughs> Tom, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm gonna pick one of the Red Sox, my boys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was muted again. Fuck you, Sully. Ain't going Red Sox this week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're going. I'm going to put to rest um, my probably one of the more exciting players I've been paying attention to this season, AJ Pollock, because we're not going to see him for like two months, and he was playing so yeah. well. And I think yeah, my we'll- fantasy team is hurt. Him and Marte died. The player of the week because he fucked his thumb up. <laughs> Ooh, Clay. All right. Mine is... I've seen I've gone with the less known, less lesser conventional guys. This last week, this player had 31 at-bats, got 15 hits, four homers, played a th- uh, scored seven runs, nine RBIs, none other. Only struck out three times, too, in 31 at-bats. Pretty fucking impressive. No, none other than Scooter Jennett. Oh, Scooter Gannett. Yep, yep. With a 484 batting average, 484 on base percentage, and a nine. A 935 slugging percentage. Guy has been on a tear this last week. He had a four home run game last year, um, and it really yeah. propelled him to a great year. I think he had like 27 home runs last year. Yeah. He really showed some pop that he really hasn't shown before. Scooter Gannett, bat and cleanup for the Reds often. He's a big bat. He's a big bat. All right, guys. So another little mini segment. Who's hot and who is ice cold? Right now, Sully, who is hot and who's ice cold for you? Uh, ice cold, the New York Mets. Let's just throw the entire New York Mets out there. <laughs> They're just, oh my God. They're just so embarrassing. Like last night they win, what do they win, 9 or 12 to 2. And then I'm like, yeah, I think we can turn this around. And then today we lose 12 to 1. Uh, it's just, when your Cespedes is on the DL, uh, Wheeler's getting rocked. I mean... Just there's really nothing going on for the Mets right now. We got we got guys like Philip Evans. I don't know who Philip Gilmore. I mean, we just the injuries are starting to happen. Right, we all knew they would. No one's no one's performing. I mean, we got Degrom, we got Noah, and they they've been good, not great. Um, Bruce, don't know what happened to Jay Bruce. Michael Conforto, same. Don't think he's ever seen a baseball. Just. Went from 27 home runs to nothing. Bruce, 33 home runs to three. Uh, it's loose. It's just, it's just crazy. And then, who's hot? And this is supposed to be, this is supposed to be player. This or this, this is a team. You could do either team or player. Um, team wise, I'm gonna go with. You know the the Braves have been hot lately. I'll go with the Braves. They have. They have. They have. Um, they're they're in first in the uh, National League East. They got a half game lead up on the Phillies. Um, yeah, they've they've just been really impressive offensively. I mean, they're they're winning this game against the Cubs. Um, they got a lot of really good good hitters. Nick Markakis is doing a great job. Ender Inciarte, he had five steals this week. He's another guy that's really hot. I mean, he batted like 500 this week or something. Had five steals. Uh, Ronald Arcuna Jr. Their their offense is for real. They're as long as they can pitch, they're going to be in that race all year. As long as they 
like they have guys like Brendan McCarthy, Flanowitz. Sean Newcomb is killing it. He's killing it for my fantasy. Shout team. out Hartford, baby. Traded for him. I I, I I traded. I traded Upton, Mazzara. Dante dr- dropped Upton, so I was like, all right, I'll just pick him up and trade him back to you. Traded Upton and Mazzara for uh, our boy Newcomb and Abdul Herrera, who's also been very hot. Another, he's hit batting like 356 on the Phillies. Guy's killing it. The little, little jacked. Uh, <laughs> he Dominican, Anthony. As Dribble Cabrera. No, Ab- Abdul Herrera. Herrera. Abdul Herrera. On, on the on the, uh, on the Phillies. That's who I'm talking about. Abdul Herrera. Let's see. He is from Venezuela. Venezuela. Oh. Yes, sir. I don't know. I, I, for some reason, like. If a player's Dominican, we just all kind of know. It's just a Dominican thing. Like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah that guy's Dominican. And so I figured, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's leading the majors in batting average. He's doing pretty good. Damn. So, yeah, I'll go after you, Sully. I think a team right now that is ice cold are the Dodgers. I mean, this team just continuously, they're on a five-game losing streak right now. I think it's safe to say that they suck this year. I mean, another team that is equally as bad right now are the Chicago White Sox. I mean, one of nine in the last ten games. Ice cold. Yeah, the White Sox are going to be, like, historically bad. Historically bad. Historically yeah. bad. And we all thought that was going to be the Marlins coming in, but nope. The Dodgers have one more win than the uh, than the Mar- than the Marlins. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah, Derek crazy. Jeter don't look so stupid now, does he? Does he? Trading us. He doesn't look smart. <laughs> That's true. And, but I'd rather team, be I'd rather be dumb spending fifty million instead of two hundred and fifty million. And a team that is pretty hot right now. I'm not gonna go with the Yankees. I'm gonna go actually with the Pirates. I don't know what it is about this team. I love this team. They eight of two in their last ten. They're outperforming a lot of what a lot of people thought they were. Hopefully they keep it going. Buns. You're muted again. A team that's hot. <laughs> a team that's hot is uh, the Washington Nationals. The Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> just just swept the uh, the Nationals. Just swept the Diamondbacks. I mean, they had the game suspended against the Yankees because of that crazy ass storm that blew through. Today got postponed. I'm pretty sure, right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. But so I mean, they haven't played the Yankees. That was probably going to be a pretty good matchup. But I mean, they're eight and two in their last ten as well. They're on a four-game win streak. They just swept the Diamondbacks. So I mean, they're on they're on trending upwards right now. And that division's close. They're only a game and a half back from the Braves. The Phillies in second, only half a game back. You got Sully's beloved Mets sitting at four back, sliding a little. But I'm sure it'll be close all season, honestly. But a team who is not hot is. The I just had it. The Diamondbacks actually. The Diamondbacks are three and seven in their last ten. They were riding pretty high during our episode last week. I know we all talked about how surprised we were with how well they're doing, but they're uh, they're sliding their last ten games, and also sliding are my Red Sox. So I did mention them, but they're uh, they're not so hot in the streets lately. They are uh, they are <laughs> they're not pretty, hot in the streets. Pretty down lately, are but they it's hot okay. In the sheets? No, not not there either. We all we just lost Carson Smith today, which isn't that big of a deal. But I mean, he's a good not he's not a good reliever, but he's a reliever we go to a lot. And it looks like it could be a season-ending hand injury for the guy. So not good news there. Oh yeah, and Blake Swihart wants a trade because he doesn't get to catch. 
I think Vasquez so. is awful, honestly. I know he batted good last year. I don't I don't like Vasquez. Oh, both of our catchers are shit. Yeah, Sandy Leon. Like, yeah. Swihart is the best offensive player out of the three, but Leon and uh, Vasquez yeah, can call games extremely well. They, they both, like, they call games extremely well. Like, you never see – one thing that shows you is you never see Chris Sale shake off a pitch. He's one guy. He just goes with, their, with what they're saying. Never shakes off a pitch. But, yeah, not doing too hot lately, though. Kind of sad. Gotcha. And – to kind of send off this episode, all right, guys, we're gonna. What about something. Jones? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, no, no, I got, oh. don't worry, I got Jones. We're gonna <laughs> Jones. Actually, go ahead, and then I'll set up what I was gonna set up. Well, most of mine got taken. I even had backups, but uh, <laughs> I was gonna say the Dodgers for who's cold. Um, but that got said, so I'm gonna go with the Giants. Uh, I think the three and seven in the last ten. Uh, I think they're just getting to the point where they've realized that these off-season moves to try and get quick fixes with aging veterans is not its not working. It's not playing out. They're starting to slide. Um, even in a division that's not that great, um, they're, they're already in third. Only three and a half games out of first, but they're sliding fast. And you, you can't expect the Dodgers to be a – you know, uh, a 390 winning percentage team the entire year. Um, it's just realistically, it's not going to happen. They got Turner back today, and they're going to get Kershaw back. Yeah, yeah, there are reasons. I mean, not there's not reasons that they're this bad, the Dodgers, but exactly, they're, they're, they'll be better. Yeah. Maybe not win the. They're not going to win the division, but they'll be better. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're San Francisco. You're looking at probably a, a fourth or fifth place finish, um, and I think that slide is starting right now. Um, so they're my too yeah and then for my hot team i was gonna say the nationals but i'm now forced <laughs> to say the yankees because they they actually are arguably the hottest team in baseball um eight and two in their last 10 and 19 out of their last 23 or something like that 20 out of their last 23 um so you know yankees are hot i think it's they're clicking on all cylinders and that's when that's what that's when you have a lineup like that when all everyone's clicking, you're going to go on runs like that. Obviously, they're not going to put that up for the entire year because they'd win 130 games. But um, it's it, that it, it, the last 20 games have given you a peek into what the Yankees are capable of, um, and that's you know, and there's still improvements to be made. Pretty fucking Greg, scary. That's what it is. Greg Bird coming back, and um, even with their pitching, if they wanted to call up Justice Sheffield or make a move at the deadline, and who knows, Clint Frazier's coming up now. Um, and Hicks, Hicks has been struggling. Gardner's been struggling. So maybe, uh, red, red lightning or red thunder makes a, uh, makes an appearance and crack into the starting lineup. Uh, if he, if he plays well, so, um, Frazier. Yeah. So, so ugly. Have to, have to be said. Yeah. But his girlfriend. <laughs> really? Smoke. Yeah. He dates us. That really, oh, that just hurts me. Guy that ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet she really likes him for his personality and uh yeah i really and his looks definitely i think they've been dating a while but i i, I don't i don't think it's love i think she's just a good planner <laughs> she was like this guy's really good let me she's just a good, think it she's out. a good ta- she's a good talent scouter yeah. <laughs> real x's and o's type of girl <laughs> all right guys so to send off the episode we're gonna try something new this week it's gonna be called your final thought 
right? So we're going to go around the room. Each of us are going to give our final thought. I'll kick it off. My final thought is the Houston Astros. I've looked at every pitching staff, the runs against, the runs scored against the team. The Houston Astros are legit in a class of their own in terms of pitching this year. Like They've only given up 116 runs this year. I believe the next lowest after that is 184 runs. No, 162 runs in the Red Sox. I mean, that's just insane how they've separated themselves from the rest of the league. I'm still petrified for this, like, of this team. <laughs> Gotta have to see them in the playoffs. That's my final thought. The Astros pitching really fucking good. <laughs> Souls. What's your My final, final thought? thought is that the Houston Rockets will win this game compared to what many people think. A lot of people think they're going to get swept. Um, so far, we see the beginning of this game. Golden State's already turned it over five times. That's already in the first five minutes. Only four less than they did for the whole game last time. Doesn't look like they're playing a little sloppy. I just turned it on just looking at some of the stats. But um, I picked them to win anyway. The Rockets are going to win today. And um, it's going to be. I'm not. I'm not confident they're going to win the series. Now I'll, I'll admit it, but it's going to be. I still think it's going to be a great series. Tom. Well, boys, it was another night for Chris Ale with a great start, and another night with no run support from the Red Sox. And what else is new? I wrote about it this week. Chris Sale goes out, pitches some gems, and the Red Sox don't score more than five runs. They're in a close three-two game right now. Dude went five innings, nine strikeouts, two hits, two earned runs. Solid outing, and he gets no run support from this offense. Sad. It's sad. 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 CEO Jones? Uh, I hope I'm not eating my words on this a week from now, but uh, I'm excited to finally watch an NBA Finals not revolved around LeBron James. Um, I know... It might be a quick series, regardless of who's in the playoffs. But, I mean, honestly, at this point, it looks like the Celtics would put up a better fight than the Cavs in the finals. Totally so, agree. Uh, I think we would get a better series that way. But I'm just – I'm so sick and tired of hearing about the GOAT conversation, regardless of what side you're on. Like, I don't need to hear it every time LeBron makes a layup. Like, oh, let's reevaluate. He's two points closer. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just don't need – I don't want to hear it. I want to get back to, like – fucking talking about the game like let's i'm excited to, i'm excited to see a, a nba finals that doesn't revolve around lebron james and and what happens to him in it i'd rather just see finals that involves two great basketball franchises that's our final thoughts but before Wait, we one go thing, listeners one thing right yeah. as i said that xander just hit a two-run homer over the monster put him up six two <laughs> I should talk shit more often. There you go. <laughs> That's the final thought. But before you go, listeners, I wanna I want you to lean in a little close to the to the to the headset wherever you are. Lean in. Lean in. What I want you to do right now is I want you to share our page on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. I want you to share the shit out of this because the more you share it, the better we get. The bigger you grow us, the better the content we give you. The more podcasts we can, the more articles we can write for you guys. Dave, what are our, all our handles? 
Tell well, first you gotta you gotta visit the site bleacherfan.com. Then on Twitter we are at bleacher underscore fan. On Facebook at Bleacher Fan Sports. On Instagram at Bleacher Fan. And on uh, and subscribe to this podcast. The extra point I Bleacher Fan on iTunes and SoundCloud. There you go. Boom. <laughs>